Hello and welcome to the Everyday Adventure Podcast. My name is Nikki Bass and I will be bringing you thoughts and ideas and hopefully some inspiration on how to build more adventure into your everyday life. So today I am really excited to be speaking to Carla Molinaro. So Carla is an elite ultra runner. She's a running coach and an adventurer. And on the 28th of July, she broke women's world record for the fastest time on foot from Land's End to John O'Groats. Carla is also a former army officer. And as a result, I know there have been a lot of us avidly following her progress throughout the whole event. So for that reason alone, I was really keen to catch up with her and see how she found it. But I was also really conscious that as an ultra runner, as a professional runner, that she probably didn't fit the mold of normally what we're talking about when we're chatting about everyday adventures. But then I read an article that she, and an interview she did with Women's Fitness a couple of days after the event. And actually what she talked about in the article around the challenges she had faced about the experience she had had really resonated with me. And actually I found it incredibly relatable. The context may have been different um, and very different for the majority of us, but actually the emotions she experienced and what was going through her mind were really similar to, I think, so many of the thoughts that we would have had both before and, and going on our own adventures too. So that made me even more keen to get her on the show. And I'm absolutely delighted that she agreed. So Carla, welcome to the show. I guess my first question has got to be, what inspired you to take on Land's End to John O'Groats during a global pandemic when there's already quite a lot going on, but then also to try and break the women's world record? Well, it was actually at the beginning of lockdown where I could slowly start to see all of my races getting cancelled for the rest of the year. And then I was just sitting in my office. I have maps all around me on the wall. I started looking at maps and started to, I guess, think about what adventure I could do. And yeah, the jog just kind of jumped out of me and it just kind of lingered there for a couple of days. And then I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to do it to see if I can more, more than anything else. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yes. Why the jog in particular? I mean, what was it that really resonated with you? So I had read Mimi Anderson's book about four years ago. Her book, the story kind of unfolds about her experience of doing joggle. She did it the opposite way around to me. When I first read it, I thought she was like ridiculous and that why would you want to run that far? And it sounded mental. But I guess it probably did plant a little seed somewhere in the back of my mind because as soon as I saw the map, it kind of just jumped out at me. And I was like, oh, do you know what? Like I've run across a couple of islands or round a couple of islands and being able to see what you've done afterwards, like in that physical form, not just like a random squiggle on a page. Mm. For me, it's quite cool. So I thought, oh, do you know what? Like if you could actually run a whole country or two countries, it's quite a cool thing to be able to see it's a huge challenge it completely terrified me doing it because I didn't really know what I was throwing myself into and yeah I guess all of those little things together kind of led me to start planning to go and do something as ridiculous as running <laughs> 12 days in a row pretty much non-stop 
Oh my goodness. So, so I'm guessing that it was probably a much bigger challenge than the, I mean, obviously you, you were already doing some really long distance runs and some quite immense events, but I mean, this sounds like it was a real step up for what you were doing or you, you had done before. Yeah, it was a complete step up. I'd done similar sort of projects and I guess each run that I've done has kind of been a little bit harder and a little bit longer, but this one I had to try and find sponsors I try and get all the funding I had to figure out rotors I had to do food plans I had to get a crew I had to apply because I decided I wanted to go for a world record you have to actually apply to Guinness and almost ask permission to be able to do a world record Mm. at the time I was in South Africa so I had to physically get back from South Africa when all our borders were closed which was really fun but managed to sneak on a repatriation flight home yeah so everything was a complete step up and also doing the actual run like I knew it would be hard but yeah I think I completely underestimated just how hard it was going to be. So that's really interesting and and I wonder in a way sometimes whether that underestimation sometimes helps us to get to get started on things actually maybe if you'd known the truth it would have felt even more daunting. Yeah, I'm sure. Because like in the runs I'd done before, I'd run 90 kilometers a day. And in Mm. my head, it was like, well, if I can do 90, I can do 115. Like it's not that much further. (laughs) Yeah. Turns out it's a lot further. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think not really having thought about it or broken it down probably did help because it might have been slightly more intimidating if I'd spent a lot more time thinking about what I was actually going to have to do. What I find really interesting is, first of all, that you actually the time between you deciding to take on the challenge Mm. and actually completing the challenge doesn't seem to have been that long to do all the things that you needed to do in order to get up and running. I mean, was there did you feel more of a sense of urgency or did it make a difference doing this all in lockdown conditions or was it just actually I really want to get on and do this? Yeah, I guess when I initially started planning, I was like, I'll do it in 2021. And everyone I spoke to was like, yeah, you need at least a year and a half to plan for something like this. And literally after about two days, I was just like, why? Like, um, <laughs> like you know, there's it's really difficult to train for something like this anyway. Mm. So I was like, I might as well just throw myself into it. I probably did have more time than I usually would because of lockdown so I was Mm. like do you know what time's on my side at the moment and it was stressful especially in like the last couple of weeks getting all the last bits and pieces together but I'm pretty sure with any big thing like this that you do those last two weeks are a mad scramble so yeah for me it just kind of worked and the fact that there was nothing else going on for the rest of this year was a massive pro for me doing it this year because I don't have to rush back to getting to running Mm. and I'm very easily persuaded. And if someone had said to me, can you come and do our race in September? I probably would have. So the fact that there's no races to do in September is a good thing to like make me calm down and Mm. rest. (laughs) (laughs) Actually get some recovery. And and like you said, in a way acts as the sort of the motivation to actually, I can just get on and do this and yeah. Like I said, in a way, there's never the right time or the exact time to do something. So given that, I mean, you obviously had the challenge of getting everything set up, but then the actual event itself, Mm. what was the biggest challenge you encountered? Obviously, the extra mileage would have (laughs) thrown in there. But I suppose, 
what was going on mentally as you as you were going through the process? Yeah, I guess for me, in all the like running adventure stuff I've done before, there's always been this like really nice element of fun. And whether that's been, I've got to be able to sit on a bench and look at the sea and eat my lunch, or I've been doing it with some friends and you have banter and you, you know, you have fun along the way. And yes, there's ups and downs with every adventure that you do. But with this one, it was because there was such a tight record and we were going for a record, like everything just was regimented. And looking back now, I can see the fun bits that made up the whole journey. But when I was doing it, it wasn't fun. It was horrible. Everything hurt. I didn't get time to have a laugh with the rest of the team. They were all having a laugh and that that was great. But mm-hmm. I had to like come into an aid station, get my water, go there was no time to like sit and have a chat every single break I had in the day had a purpose to it and for me I found that quite difficult that Mm. you know all of a sudden we do these things for fun and for the adventure and then the fun was kind of stripped away and yes it was my own doing because I decided I wanted to put a record on it but yeah that that was quite hard to be like okay right just head down (laughs) And was that something you anticipated before you start that you thought this is going to be a really different experience or did it sort of catch you by surprise in a way as you were going through it? Yeah, no, 100% it caught me by surprise. And especially because the first day, the first day you're fresh, so my legs were fine. So we ended up finishing five hours earlier than we did on any other day. So I think everyone got lured into this like, false sense of what was going to happen you know we finished Mm. it ended up being like the start of the day was miserable miserable but the end of the day was we were in this beautiful sunshine we were all sitting around like laughing and joking I could phone my boyfriend and I had a chat with him he ended up joining the project later but I could read messages that people sent me and then day two happened and that stopped and all of a sudden I was like I didn't have time to read a message or to chat to anyone or yeah or to do any of that sort of stuff so yeah it was it was a bit of a shock like okay but at the same time it was like okay I've got a job to do I've set this challenge and now I need to figure out a way to finish it (laughs) and was and I guess was that what kept you motivated in the end because it must have got quite tough at times I would imagine just if nothing else just the sheer physicality and what you're having to give out energy energy wise let alone from a psychological perspective was it that actually this is something I really want to achieve I've set my own challenge or what was it that really yeah Yeah, I think because I had set myself the goal you know, I always knew I could do it but having like I knew where the finish line was and I knew what I was trying to achieve and believed that I could do it. So I think all of those things kind of drove me forward, even though every single step after lunchtime on the first day hurt. You know, if I wasn't doing it for a record or if I wasn't really that bothered about finishing, it might have been a different story. But because I had, you know, you you almost put yourself out there. You tell everyone you're doing it you've set yourself a record, you've applied for the record. So for me, I was like, well, okay, unless I'm getting taken off in an ambulance, I'm going to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, 
That's so interesting as well, because I know that's something I often talk about when I have, you know, I've had other guests on the podcast and, and I talk about with friends as well, that actually when, when you've set yourself something and that thing of actually feeling accountable to other people, yeah. that like you said, you've told other people and that you've, that other people may have made sacrifices along the way to support you getting yeah. there, that actually in a way that becomes enough of a driver to get you yeah. through those really tricky times. But yeah, I can imagine that must have, <laughs> you must have dug really deep for a lot of that. Yeah. I guess leading on to the next question then, were there any sort of unexpected benefits that came out of it? I mean, obviously there's the achievements in itself, which is incredible, but did anything happen along the way that surprised you or that you just thought, wow, I never expected that to come as a result um, of this? People's generosity surprised me. Like you always hear when I've heard other people that do adventures and challenges say how generous people are. And yeah, it was amazing, like complete and utter strangers who I've never met and probably will never see again, let us go into their house and fill our water bottles up. They came and stood in the pouring rain to clap me running past them for two seconds, came and ran with me for 5k, all those little things which added to my day. Yeah, were were pretty incredible. And for me, it just showed that people are nice, which it was really nice to see and yeah, a really nice aspect of the project. Is that something you counter on the other races or the other events that you've done? Or was that sort of quite unique to this experience, do you think? Yeah, that it was unique to this. The stuff I'd done before, you know, I had, I didn't really need anyone else's help and it wasn't something where I'd opened it up to say, come and run with us because they weren't those type of adventures I guess sure but because of this one I kind of said to people you know if you want to come and run then you're more than welcome and I knew that I was going to be running so slowly that anyone would be able to join me which I think was also really nice and mm. some people are like oh no I'm going to slow you down I'm like nearly walk next to me at the speed I'm running <laughs> You know, I even had one guy, which was slightly irritating, but decided to run backwards in front of me. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to show up. Yeah, I was like, all right, mate. Um, But yeah, it was like, you know, all abilities could join me. And I think that was really fun. And I think if I did something like this again, I would really hone in on that. Mm. Because I think we would have got a lot more people who are just starting out and running come and join us if they knew that you actually were going really slowly, like genuinely. Because a lot of runners are like, I'm going slowly. And then they like absolutely kill you. Yeah, like, I've okay. been on runs like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not slow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I, I guess then thinking forward, and I'm very conscious that this is quite recent. So you'll probably just yeah. think, I just want to have a, a hot bath <laughs> and not move for a few days. <laughs> but looking to the future, I mean, is that something that you you think you'd like to experience more of that sort of running or are you sort of thinking actually I'm I'm really looking forward to getting back to the type of races I did before what what's next yeah kind of I want to try and find a happy medium between both like I really enjoy the slower paced runs where I just chuck a backpack on and I go in my own time but I do think there is something really cool about really pushing your boundaries mentally and physically and I think Mm. you know your body and your mind are capable of way more than you think they are. And every time I do something like this, I push myself that little bit further and you're like, oh, okay. The last time I did this, I stopped because my leg hurt. And now I've realized actually I've just got to suck it up that 
yes, my leg hurts. You know, I'm not going to get injured and end up in a wheelchair. They're just mm. sore because I've run really far. <laughs> and I like it that running, well, running for me gives me that opportunity to really see, you know, where my boundaries are and continue to push them. Just I just find it interesting for myself. Mm. Yeah, though, and it's so true. I mean, again, it's something I think we we talk about a lot on the show as well about that you have in your head this idea of, of what you're capable of or what you think your body can yeah. do. And I think as we often as we get older as well, or life contracts on us in a way, that sort of perception narrows as well. And it's not necessarily based in a reality. It's more about, yeah. I guess, what we've experienced ourselves and also where we feel that we can go. It's, it's psychological far more than it is physical. Oh, yeah. But that the more you do it, and I guess you're, a, you know, you're an example of it, a, a sort of an extreme end in the way. But also the fact that actually going, well, this is what I can do, but maybe I can take that further. And the fact that I've not done that is in my head rather than in my body, yeah. sort of thing. I guess at a, a sort of psychological level, in terms of confidence, in terms of you know your own resilience, does, do you feel that that's something important too? Does that form part of, I guess, the challenge in a way? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and. You know, that's also quite, even, I guess, with like the team that were around me, they were like, after about halfway through, they're like, you need to stop for 12 hours and have a rest. And I'm like, why? <laughs> they're like, because you're tired. I'm like, yeah, I'm meant to be tired. Mm. <laughs> like, it's meant to be hard. And for me, it was interesting that in myself, I had that resilience to be able to be like, well, no, I've accepted that it's going to hurt and I need mm. to come on need to carry on but the guys looking from the outside in were like god she needs to stop <laughs> yeah. and I found that quite an interesting dynamic where mm. they completely ridiculous for carrying on and I thought that they were completely ridiculous for wanting me to stop yeah <laughs> and I guess and it comes down to sort of knowing yourself in a way and thinking yeah. you know what actually I, I do know that I'm okay and yeah. you know and having that having done it so many times I guess in terms of having sort of experience of pushing yourself mm-hmm. further I guess you start to know very the, the limits I suppose that you're getting to so I guess this is a question that, that I ask everyone who comes on the show which is if you had one piece of advice for someone, now they might not necessarily be wanting to run from Land's End to John O'Groats, although they might, but yeah. you know, wanting to, I guess, like you were saying, push themselves that bit further and find out what they're capable of, what would you advise them? Where would you advise them to start? I think setting yourself a goal, whatever it is, and making it something that you can look back on and really see that you've achieved something is really cool. So if someone, for example, wanted to start out doing multi-day running adventures, I would suggest go and pick something like Jersey. You know, it's 50 miles all the way around. You can break it down into three days, which would be just under 20 miles a day. And anyone with a basic level of fitness can actually walk that far in a day. Mm. It will take you all day, but you can do it in a day. Mm. But once you've finished and you can, you know, like my thing on the maps where you can see, oh, my God, I went the whole way around that island. I think that's a really nice, tangible way to see what you've done. Mm. And even going from your house to your parents' house or from one hill to another hill, you know, making it something that you can see or something that you know that's well known is a nice way to boost your confidence to start off with those little bite-sized chunks and 
yeah, be really proud of what you've done at the end. But mm. yeah, it can spiral out of control. For you, <laughs> so <laughs> you never know where it Just might be lead. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's amazing. I love. I mean, that's so visual as well. Just this idea yeah. of actually being able to see where you're headed before you start, and then going back to that place at the end and going, "All right, that's that's what I've done. That's what yeah. I've achieved." Um, yeah. that's fantastic so if people want to find out more about you or your running adventures what you're up to where can they go so they can go to carla molinaro on instagram or www.carlamolinaro.com all the stuff's on there you can have a little look and yeah if anyone wants help or advice or wants to know how to do their own running adventure they're welcome to ping me a message that's amazing. Thank you so much, Carla. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and, and very best of luck both with your recovery and your adventures in future Thank as well. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> pleasure. Take care. Bye. So I have to admit, I was slightly blown away by my conversation with Carla, given that sometimes 5k down the road can feel like a major endeavour than actually keeping going from the entire distance from Land's End to John O'Groats just seems immense. But more than that, I think what I found so inspiring in our conversation and in what she was saying was not so much that, I mean, the distance, which, which was incredible, but the fact that even though she is a phenomenal athlete, and this is something she does as a professional, that, as I said in my introduction, the emotions and the doubts and the fears and the, the questions about whether this is something that can be done are so relatable and something that I think all of us experience at some level when we're taking on a new adventure. And although Carla was used to doing long runs and competing at that level, actually she'd chosen to do something that was outside of her comfort zone that was completely different from something she'd done before. And at that level, it's in a way no different to any of the adventures that we choose to go on if they're something that involves us stepping into the unknown. And I'm sorry, in no ways diminishing the immensity of what she's done. But I suppose my point is that there is so much we can learn from elite athletes like Carla, who we can sometimes dismiss as going, oh, well, I could never do that. Or that's not something that applies to me. It's amazing to watch and it's amazing to bear witness to, but it's not something that applies to me. And I think that something that I've learned speaking to Carla is actually the same experiences, the human experiences that we have, the vulnerabilities, the fears absolutely do, and that there is so much we can learn from someone who has shown that it's not that she doesn't experience those feelings, it's that she chooses to continue in spite of them. So I'd like to leave you with that thought for this week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. As always, you can find me Resilience at Work on Instagram. Please do get in touch, drop me a DM. You can check out the website, resiliencework.co.uk. And we're also on Facebook in the Everyday Adventure Club. Otherwise, I will look forward to speaking to you again next week with another wonderful guest talking about their very own adventures. I look forward to speaking to you then. Bye.